Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Speaking for the Silence podcast on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions expressed in this episode are mine and mine only. Please enjoy the show. listening to the Speaking for the Silence podcast with your host, Jacqueline Sun. In this episode of Speaking for the Silence, we will be discussing one of the most pervasive forms of human trafficking, which is sex trafficking. This crime reportedly makes up 79% of human trafficking instances all across the world. Virtually everyone knows or has heard of it, yet sex trafficking is still not given enough attention in mainstream media. As defined by Shared Hope International, The definition of sex trafficking is the use of force, fraud, or coercion to cause an adult or a minor to commit a commercial sex act. A commercial sex act includes prostitution, pornography, and sexual performance exchanged for any item of value. It is a highly lucrative, active market as there is a very high demand and supply for it. The traffickers will seek out their victims through social media, popular gathering locations such as clubs, and even schools. Their victims as in virtually any other case of human trafficking, are often young and vulnerable, whether this be financially or simply because they are not educated enough. Traffickers will offer incentives such as love, protection, a home, or a job. However, when the victims begin to resist, a trafficker will often use force or intimidation to subdue them and make them do their bidding. Traffickers may also employ debt bondage. They may tell their victim that if they continue working for a period of time, they will eventually make enough money in order to return to their normal lives. Once the victims are acquired, they may be taken to brothels, clubs, hotels, and other nighttime locations to sell their services. In some cases, traffickers, in this case known as pimps, will sell the service on the streets. Pimps are in charge of scheduling clients for their victims, but they will often take an unfairly large portion of the profit and leave their victim with little to nothing. Of course, many do not keep this promise of even giving them any form of compensation, and they will continue exploiting the trafficking victim. Some of these individuals do not only perform sexual services. If working for long enough, they may even begin to aid their trafficker with recruiting other victims. Let me provide for you a few key facts about sex trafficking. As of 2019, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children has estimated that one in six runaways were likely sex trafficking victims. The average age in which a child becomes a victim is 14 to 16 when they are still too naive to understand what is happening. The International Labor Organization and Walk Free Foundation has estimated that 4.8 million people are trapped in sexual exploitation around the world. And these victims most often come from Thailand, the Philippines, Mexico, India, or the Honduras. Sex trafficking victims are of both genders, although a majority are women and girls. Unfortunately, sexual assault among males is much less frequently reported and therefore flies under the radar. However, it is certainly happening. A common misconception is that sex trafficking only happens in the dark, shady corners of the world or the dark web and involves some form of kidnapping or slavery. However, many times, the crime can occur in broad daylight and on the surface web. The traffickers treat their work as simple transactions. They may post ads or simply advertise, by word of mouth, the services the women provide. Also, many will form relationships with minors over the web and then meet them in person. By establishing trust early on and a degree of intimacy, the traffickers can exploit this later. 
Prostitution, which we can see very clearly on the streets in certain regions of the city, can be another form of trafficking that may not immediately come to mind. There is a very clear negative image that comes to mind when you think of prostitution. It is a person, oftentimes a woman, who engages in sexual activity for a form of compensation. An intense stigma surrounds prostitution, and at the surface, it seems logical, as the practice seems very degrading for both parties. However, there are many situations where we have to realize that it is not the woman's choice. In certain circumstances, she is forced to undertake the profession due to concerns for personal safety or financial stability. Many of these women have their appointments arranged for them by men known as pimps, who are essentially selling their bodies and taking a large portion of the profit. Pimps are individual traffickers who serve to recruit, control, and exploit their victims. They often take on a caregiver or father figure for the woman they employ, providing them protection and pay in return for the services they provide the pimp's clients. However, as expected in this relationship, it can go south very quickly. The pimp can, through either emotional manipulation or physical threats, force the woman to engage in sexual acts against her will, a form of human trafficking. Even women who are not necessarily quote-unquote forced into performing such acts by pimps are still not doing it of their own volition, especially when considering minors or women in positions of vulnerability. It is important to clarify, however, that not all sex work is sex trafficking. There are workers who genuinely take pride in their professions and do so in a safe and healthy manner. Unfortunately, there are just too many cases where boundaries are crossed and the work becomes a dangerous situation of trafficking. In general, the stigma that exists around sex work has caused many of the workers to fear going to law enforcement when they do find themselves in dangerous situations. This contributes greatly to the insidious nature of human trafficking. If these people cannot actively seek help, then less people will know about their struggles and traffic traffickers will get away with more. So how can we prevent sex trafficking? There are two efforts that can be made, prevention of the crime in the first place, or taking action after the crime has been committed. Obviously, the former is preferred, but it is better to do something than nothing. The best thing the average person could do is learn to recognize the signs of sex trafficking, which are unstable living conditions, imbalanced power dynamics with the employer, or abuse, threats, and clear signs of manipulation. These signs apply for all of human trafficking in general, but it is important to know them so that you may help any and all victims. Increasing online safety could prevent sex trafficking as well. As stated, many sex traffickers find their victims in the form of unassuming minors online. Placing stricter regulations on these forms of communications could prevent a meetup or relationship in the first place. Fostering safer homes and neighborhoods would help as well. Trafficking will often occur in rundown regions or communities in cities. Cracking down on these areas could flush traffickers into the open and would make helping the victims much easier. Children that grow up in safer, healthier environments are also less likely to find themselves caught up in these dangerous situations. Cutting demand for commercial sex is another way that we can fight sex trafficking. Many people believe that it is only shady, hidden figures who buy sex. However, it is often people of all different types and socioeconomic classes who fund the business. Implementing community education advocating against buying sex from pimps or trafficking rings could educate people on the reality of the matter. Cracking down on brothels or prostitution rings engaging in illegal activity would also help. Obviously, there is no surefire solution to sex trafficking. It is a highly pervasive issue that can be found in every corner of every country in the world. But learning to recognize the little signs and where exactly the crime stems from is an important first step to fighting it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Speaking for the Silenced. I'll see you soon!